0: We started a series on, on the book of First Peter about three weeks ago. Everyone say First Peter. It's this book where, where the author, Peter, makes sense, where the author, Peter, is writing to these Christians in, in modern-day Turkey, ancient Asia Minor, and he's writing to these Christians that are going through persecution. Everyone say persecution. They're they going through persecution, and so Peter writes this letter to encourage them. And what we see, and what we talked about a few weeks ago in our first week together in First Peter, is how Jesus is treasure. Can you say Jesus treasure? We talked about how Jesus is treasure, and that we as Christians we can experience a true, real, authentic joy that surpasses circumstances when our treasure is found in Jesus, when He is the most important person to us, when He is our prize, when He is the most precious. Thing on earth to us. I'm going to say Jesus' is treasure. Then last week we talked about how God is holy. Can you say God is holy? And we leaned into talking about this, this verse that we see multiple times in Leviticus where God says, Be holy as I am holy. And, and we saw that he calls us to live in holiness because of who we are in Christ. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you are adopted into his family as daughters and sons of God. It's one of the best parts of the gospel. You, you receive a new identity, your, your old mistakes, the things that you have struggled with. Those things don't define you any, anymore. And because of that, he calls you to live in holiness. Everyone say God is holy. Today we're going to be jumping into 1 Peter chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to be in verse, starting in verse 4.
1: Go ahead and turn there if you have your Bibles. 1 Peter 2, verse 4 says this. As you come to him, a living
0: stone, this is talking about Jesus. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. i say priesthood. We talked about that idea last week that we are a kingdom of priests, a royal uh, or holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone. Everyone's like cornerstone. Keep that term in your mind. A cornerstone chosen and precious and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Oh, I I totally skipped some. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, there we go, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. I'm going to say cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priest to the holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you, out of darkness, into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once
1: you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Friends, go ahead and bow your heads. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you that that your love is so, so good. We can't even compare your love, your character to anything or anyone else on earth because you are so good and gracious to us. I thank you that you have
0: poured out your love for these students in Christ Jesus and giving your sons
1: life on the cross. You have invited us to be adopted into your family. I pray that that would mean something to us tonight,
0: that as we think about what you have done for us and And who you have made us as your children, as a kingdom of priests, as people who get to know you face to face. I pray, Lord, that we would build our lives on you, that you would be our cornerstone. You'd be the most important
1: person in our lives. I pray, may the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. The Lord, our rock and our redeemer. We pray these
0: things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, amen, amen. How many of you guys have something or someone in your life that, that because of this thing or this person, like, you are willing to give like, so much of like, your time, your energy, your effort for this thing or this person? Can you guys think of anything? Like, like maybe something, something you're like, super, super passionate about, something you love, like, something that like, you have a goal like, that you're really driven towards. Like, how many of you guys are wrestlers in here? Any, any wrestlers in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's there's a few of you. Okay, there's a few. I'm talking like the, the sport of, of wrestling. I know some of you like my like wrestle your your little siblings. I'm talking about like the like the sport of of wrestling. Okay? Like when I think about the sport of wrestling, I, let me just be honest, right? And straight up straight up. Like wrestling is like like, just the weirdest sport to me on earth. Don't come at me, don't come at me, like, if you wrestle, good for you, like, you're probably in great shape. But wrestling is so strange to me, because the singlets, I don't know what is going on, like, what they got to wear, it's like, I don't want to go watch anyone wearing those, you know what I'm saying? But like, but it's also tough, and here's, 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 the, here's the main reason why. The main reason why wrestling is like a wonder to me of like, why I would never do it, is like, is... Everything revolving like your weight class is super important. Like if you wrestle, like you get this. Like, like being able to like, be, like wrestle in a certain weight class is super important. I, I know so many people, like friends in high school and even people that wrestle here, like when they approach tournaments or like matches, like what they weigh in at is super important. I guess track with me. Like, like you guys know any wrestlers like in your life? Yeah. So like what you weigh in at is so important. And so, so many people, they're like cut a ton of weight before a tournament, so they can like wrestle at a lower weight class. Like, everyone tracking? We good? We good? So, like, so they, they do that. And here's the thing like, I, I could never do a sport where it's like, I can't eat my In N Out and Chick fil A. Like, like, anyone tracking me? It's like, like, I, I, like playing a sport where it's like, dang, like, that chicken sandwich looks good, but I'm trying to lose, like, six pounds in, like, two days. So I'm going to wear, like, four hoodies and, like, eight pairs of sweatpants to, like, work out so I, like sweat, like, sweat my eyes out so I can, like, lose all my water weight. Like, that makes no sense to me. Any, anyone tracking me? Anyone, anyone agree with me? Like, like, it's a sports, it's just, like, I can't get behind because it's, like, I want to eat my food. But, like, if you're, like, a competitive wrestler, you're willing to, like, re- like, change the entire way your life works in order to, like, to be able to be successful. Or, or how about this? I, any basketball fans in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to LeBron. Not the GOAT, but getting the scoring tide or all-time scoring record. Pretty awesome. Not the GOAT though. Uh, but, but like growing up playing basketball, like because I loved basketball and 10-year-old me was like, look at you straight in the face and be like, I'm going to the NBA. I'm that good. You know, it's like I was four foot four or something. But like, like you know, I, basketball is like my biggest priority. It's like I gave my time and my energy and my like, I like less sleep to like watch basketball and play basketball and work out. Like I remember when I was 10 years old, fifth grade, so, so just younger than some of you. I remember one summer we had some tournaments coming up and I was like, I want to be in the best shape out of anyone like at this, at this tournament, because so I was like four foot two. So I had to be able to be fast and like not get tired or else I'll just get like stepped on, you know? So like, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work my butt off to be in super great shape. So 10 year old me in like the hot summer day, like y'all know that Colorado sun, like it'd be intense. Like that Colorado sun hits you in the summer and it's like, you just like touch a fireplace. You're like, ah. But like, I remember going out to my front yard and doing hill sprints up back up, back, like, like 10 old. Like, I'm like sweating super hard, like, I literally got to the point where I was puking because I was working out so hard, any of y'all ever had a workout like that, like, like you work out so hard, you puked, yeah, respect, respect, like, like, and I hate puking more than anything, like, I'd rather, like, have a cold for, like, a month than, like, puke for, like, one hour, any, anyone hate puking in here, I feel you, my brothers and sisters, like, like, it's the worst feeling ever, but still, I was willing to go out and put the effort in because it was a priority to me, everyone say priority. Or maybe some of you guys, some of you guys, maybe some of you guys, you got like a, like a person, like a special special person, you know, where it's like some of y'all laughing because like you're sitting right next to them and you're like ah, <laughs> like like some of y'all it's like you know you got you got that special person where it's like nothing else like really like you didn't care about anything they liked but like they walked into your school and it's like oh like you like art I love art. You've like never drawn a painting or drawn a painting. That's just how much art I do. You've never like painted a painting in your life. But like, like I I remember my oldest brother, not, not Victor. We we have an older brother named Augustine. And I remember when Augustine, when Augustine met his, the woman that he married now, my sister-in-law, Allie. Augustine was like big, cool guy in college, you know, like basketball guy, athlete, like popular. He was, he was all those things. And then one day he met Allie Hay. Her last name is, was literally Hey. Now it's Ali Mendoza, but Ali Hey. Everyone say Hey. Everyone say. Hey. it was Ali Hey. And and I remember like after Augustine met this woman, Ali Hey, like some things started to change about him. Like I remember like him coming back on breaks. And like Ali is a big like Disney fan and musical theater fan. Any Disney fans in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legit, legit. Disney is classic. Any musical theater fans in here? Legit, I got none of that talent in me. Good for you guys. Okay, so like, like, so Allie was big on like Disney movies and musical theater. Augustine couldn't care less about that as a 19-year-old, but then he comes home on a break and he's like, "Yo, guys, like, you want to watch like Cinderella?" And I'm like bro like no I'm not going out to play basketball like I ain't watching Cinderella with you or he was like like he started like listening to musical theater in his room like he'd have the door closed and he's like singing like I don't know songs from Tangled or something I'm like bro what is like what happened to you but like when when there's something or someone so important to you you're willing to to change your life to reorient your life around that thing or that person are you guys tracking with me are you guys tracking with me we see that when something really matters to us, we give our time to it. We give our, our thoughts to it. We give our emotions to it. When, when you're in love with a person, like when my wife is having a bad day, like I get sad, I have a bad day. When she's having a great day, like it makes me happy, like it makes my day better. You know, it's like, like when you really love something or someone, it is a huge priority to you. It changes the way you live. Are right, you guys tracking with me? And what we see here is as Peter writes this letter to the believers, he's calling them to build their entire lives on Jesus. I'm to say Jesus. He's calling the, the believers to build their entire lives upon Jesus as the cornerstone. I'm say cornerstone. And what he says in this in this passage, he he quotes several Old Testament texts where he says that that this this the promised Messiah, who is Jesus, would be would become the cornerstone. But also, those who would not choose to believe in Jesus, Jesus would be a stumbling block. Everyone say stumbling block. Look at your neighbor and say a stumbling block. So the, the Messiah, Jesus, either the cornerstone or, or the stumbling block. Look again with me at, at verses 4 through 8. First Peter 2, verses four through, eight, 4 through 8. It says this, As you come to him, Jesus, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen, and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But then it says, For it stands in Scripture, this is the Old Testament passage, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone. Everyone say cornerstone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling. Everyone say stumbling. A stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey. Everyone say disobey. If you have your Bible, I want you to underline that word disobey. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to to do. What we see in this passage is, is Peter is writing to, to the church, calling them to build their lives on Jesus as their cornerstone. In, in ancient like, Roman architecture, any of y'all love, love like, building stuff? Any, any of y'all like gifted at that, that? Not my gift. I am not the handyman of my home. It's my wife. I'm like, secure enough in my masculinity to say it. I know, it's rough. I'll learn, Aaron. But like, like so in, in, in ancient Roman architecture, the cornerstone was the very first piece that was laid down in the building. Right? It was the very first piece that, that made up the foundation of the building. Every other stone that would be laid by it or on top of it was in relation to the cornerstone. So if the cornerstone was put in the wrong place, if it didn't have a secure foundation, it'd be in the wrong location or it'd be unstable. Everyone say unstable. I wanna I wanna illustrate it like this. I need two I need two volunteers. Am I might I might volu- I ain't gonna lie. While I was, like, greeting y'all, I, I already had y'all in mind. Where's Reagan? I need you up here. I need Reagan. I need, like, an eighth grade eighth grade dude that's, like, my height. Where's, where's Landon? Where's Landon? Landon, Landon, Landon. Oh, wait. Not Landon. I don't want to mess with your arm. I, my, my bad. You guys sit down. No, no, no. I, I'm going to have to do something that might hurt your arm. I need, like, a, an eighth. Are you, like, about my height? I don't know. Come up here. Come up here. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right, give, everyone, give it up for Reagan. Give it up for Reagan. What's your name, bro? Eli. Everyone, give it up for Eli. All right, this is what, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. I'm bringing this up here a little bit, all right? You guys, come over, come over on this side of, of the stool, all right? This is, this is, all right, here, okay, let me, let me explain this, and then I'll tell you what this, what this means, okay? this right here is Christ as the cornerstone. Everyone say cornerstone. Okay, Christ as the cornerstone. Shh, everyone listen, everyone listen. I want you to pay attention. I want you to see this. This is Christ as the cornerstone. What we're seeing in this passage is that, that you and I are called to build our lives upon Jesus, right? To build our lives upon him. We'll talk more about what that looks like. But what we see here is that, that Jesus is either the cornerstone or a stone of stumbling. Everyone say stone of stumbling. Say, say nice and fast, stone of stumbling. There you go. He's either the cornerstone that you build your life on, or he's a stone of stumbling for those who are disobedient. For Reagan and Eli, your goal is to build your life on Jesus, right? That's good, right? You want to do that? That's good, yeah. Okay, so to build their life on the cornerstone, all they have to do is is step up on this stool. Are you guys afraid of heights? Really? I am afraid of heights, but this isn't too bad. You guys actually look really tiny right now. Okay, but like, and, and it wobbles a little bit, okay? It's a little... Christ is not shaky. This stool is, okay? So we got, oh, that was, that was dangerous. Okay, so we got, this, we got this stool. So all they have to do is get up on top of Christ, the cornerstone, to build their life on him. But the problem is, is Reagan is, is a humble saint. She comes to the Lord for hell. But Eli, Eli wants to, to be a Christ follower and kind of do the Christian thing, but, but he also likes being disobedient. Everyone's like, ooh, Come on, Eli, come on, Eli. So, so what happens here with, with Eli, go ahead and give me your hands. Give me your hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens here with, with Eli is that because of his disobedience, does that hurt? Okay, good. I'm going to go tighter. All right, what happens here is with, with Eli, this is his disobedience. I want you guys to catch this. This is what sin and disobedience does to us. It is bondage. Everyone say bondage. It is bondage around the way that we live our life. Step, step in here, step in here. Don't fall. Really, don't. No, yeah, really don't. yeah. We're going here. Okay. Let I me mean, let me come up here. I don't, there we go. What we see? Shh, listen. Disobedience causes to stumble. Disobedience is like is like bondage that we're not able
1: to get out from. This doesn't stay tight. I want it to. Let's see. There we go. There we go. All right. I'm going like move those toward the toward
0: the stool. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Now here here's what you got to do, Eli. Okay. You're like, are you, what grade are you in? Seven. You're, oh, I thought you were an eight. That's okay. Seven. Okay. You 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 look older than 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 seventh. Okay. So all you got to do is is stand up on this. Only only condition is y'all can't use your knees. Okay. So you can't like step here and then put your knee. You gotta you gotta find a way to stand up on this without using your knees. Go ahead, Eli. I, oh and last thing last thing yeah you can stay right there if you want okay. because Eli is walking in disobedience he's not offering himself to me I am I'm the Holy Spirit in this okay I'm not actually the Holy Spirit so if you're like oh. okay I I'm going to represent the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is here to help us to build our lives on Jesus to be sanctified to be transformed to look more and more like Jesus but because of his disobedience, he's saying, no, nah, I don't want that. I want to keep living my life. I don't want to become more like Christ. I don't want to, I don't want to give up cheating on tests. It's easier. I, I don't want to give up plagiarizing my homework because it's easier to do that. I'm not getting caught. Or, or I, I don't really care about honoring my father and mother or treating my little siblings or my friends with respect and love. Some of you guys, are, you're resonating with some of these. Things. I, I, I'd rather just kind of... Date around, get attention, be popular. Fine. I'd rather build my life on my success or what I'm good at. So people know, like, I'm the guy. So he's, because of his disobedience, he is pushed off the help of the Lord. And he, he's trying to build his life on Jesus.
1: Kind of have one foot in Christianity, one foot in building his life by himself. It's not working too well, right?
0: What if I tell you you can't? He can't can't sit down. That's not allowed.
1: Here, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Just say you're okay. I'm going to untie this. But you can't use your hands, okay? Okay. It does defeat the purpose. You can't use your hands. I can't? You can't.
0: Let's. Do do you want to give up? Do, do Do you see that this is probably impossible? Yeah. All right. All right. Nah, no, nah, no, you, you ain't jumping. Nah. No. Nah, no, this is, I, I'll cut this off. Okay, so we see here because of Eli's bondage, remember, he can't use his knees. I bet he like to do it if he was using his knees. But because of Eli's bondage, no matter how hard he tries, he is, he is tied by the bondage of disobedience. He cannot build his life on the cornerstone. Go ahead and you can untie that and then sit down. All right, Reagan. You're building your life on Jesus, right? That's, that's your desire. I want you to try to get up on this. You can't use your knees, though, okay? All you have to do is stand on this. I'm the Holy Spirit. If you need help, you just ask, okay? That's pretty easy. Get up for Reagan. Pretty easy. Go, go, go ahead and st- step back down. Step back down. There you go. Now, now try to not use your hands. Okay, you can't use your hands. You can't use your knees. Legit. She don't even need the Holy Spirit's help. That's not an accurate representation. Give it up for Reagan and Eli. All right, go ahead and sit down. Go ahead and sit down. All right. This is, honestly, I I would be too scared to do what Reagan did. I think I'd take one step, go for it, and, like, the whole thing would tumble over. i probably weigh more than her. Uh, But this is is what it looks like when when we try to build our lives on Jesus. But we try to have one foot in, like, the Jesus camp. One foot going to church and trying to do the Christian thing. But the other, the other foot, the other way that we're trying to live is to build our lives
1: on ourselves. Everyone look at me. To, to build our lives on ourselves, on our own ability, on our popularity, on our friend groups,
0: on anything else that becomes bondage for us, that ties us, that keeps us from being able to build our lives on Jesus. And friends, tonight my invitation to you is for us to learn what it looks like to build our lives on Jesus. So I have three simple points I want to put before you answering this question. What does it mean to build our lives on Jesus? If you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. Number one, everyone say number one. What it doesn't mean to build our lives on Jesus. Number one is that it means that we make Jesus our highest
1: priority. Everyone say priority. Everyone say priority. Shh, don't be talking. This call to, to build our lives on Jesus as the cornerstone means this. It means that Jesus is your number one priority.
0: Just like we were talking at the beginning, the message, when, when something or someone truly deeply matters to us, what do we do? We give our time to it, right? Like, like you wouldn't say that like you really, really, really love playing a sport, and, like, you never play it. It wouldn't make sense. Like, you wouldn't say, like, you just, like, really, really love a video game and then, like, not even have the video game and never play it. You know, it's like, like, we as people, like, we are created to, to like, live out of, it's called intrinsic motivation. Everyone say intrinsic. You guys sound like scholars. So very nice. Okay, intrinsic motivation, meaning this, that when you have a desire in your heart, shh, everyone listen. When you have a deep desire in your heart. That is what will motivate you to live a certain way. And you see, when, when Jesus is our number one priority, what that means is that we say, Jesus, I don't, I don't want anything or anyone else to be what I try to build
1: my life upon. It's going to be you. I'm going to give you my time. I'm going to give you my energy. I'm going to give you my focus. I'm, a,
0: I'm going to give you my entire lifestyle refusing to, to, go to go to sin or refusing to go to other people for validation or refusing to try to use my sport, my habits, my talents as, as the thing that gives me identity, as the thing that I build my life on, I choose to find it in Jesus. So number one, it means that we prioritize Jesus over everything else. I'm Everyone say prioritize Jesus. To build our lives on Jesus means we make Jesus our highest priority. Number two, everyone's number two. Number two is that it means that we find our identity in being children of God. Look Look at verse five with me real quick. It says this, 1 Peter 2, 5, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We talked about this last week. If you are a believer in Jesus. Everyone hear me. If you are a believer in Jesus, it means that you are adopted into the family of God. It means you are his son. You are his daughter. And as as his son or as his daughter, that is the most important thing about you. I want you guys to hear that. It's the most important thing about you because guess what? That is the only thing that does not change
1: based on you. Everyone look at me. Everyone look at me. Shh, there's a lot of just like different conversations. Everyone stop, listen, hey, listen. What this means is that the most important thing about you is your identity as a
0: child of God. Guess what? When you put your faith in Jesus, that means you are adopted in and you like staying a child of God is not about your performance. It's not about how well you do with grades or how well you do at, like, at your sport or, like, music or, like, whatever you do. Like, it's not, like, based on your popularity. It's not based on what other people think about you. When you are his child, you're adopted in, period. Like, like you are adopted into his family. And the reality is that when we try to build our lives on anything else, guys, hear me. When we try to build our lives on anything else. Like your sport, like being really successful, like achievement, like what other people think about you. I struggle with this one. I, 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 it's so hard for me to not to, to care too much about what
1: people think about me, to not live for the approval of man. It's hard. I get it. When we try to build our lives on those things, those things are temporary. Those things can change like that.
0: Your identity isn't being. Like the best athlete at your sport, one injury, boom, who are you then? Your identity is, is found in
1: being in like the, the, the popular friend group, on being on the inn. You don't get invited to one thing, boom, who are you? And the reality is, is that,
0: that our invitation to build our lives on Jesus means that we get to say, God, because I am your son, because I am your, your daughter, that is the most important thing about me. So it doesn't matter. If, if, I'm, if I'm the best athlete or not, it doesn't matter if I'm accepted by everyone or not. It doesn't matter any of these things because who I am as your child is unchanging. I'm going to say unchanging. Are you guys tracking me that this, that this matter of identity in Christ is so important? If you try to build your life on
1: anything else, it will fail. And number three, everyone say number three. It means that we live our lives as worship. To God. What does it mean to build our lives on Jesus? It means
0: that we live our lives as worship to God. Look at verse 5 with me. It'll be up on the screen again. It says, you yourselves like living stones. Just being called living stones means we are being built up upon the cornerstone of Jesus. Okay, so you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Everyone say priesthood. Everyone say priesthood. Look at your neighbor and say, the priesthood. Yeah, we're talking about the hood. A holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We talked about this last week briefly, and it's at the end of our passage, when, when Peter says, you are a chosen race, a royal what? A royal priesthood. I'm going to say priesthood. A royal priesthood, meaning that, that we as believers are called as priests priests. Is that confusing to anyone? That's like, you're a priest. Be, be honest in here. You're, like, you hear that and you're like, cool, cool, but like, I'm, I'm a priest. Let, let, me, let me explain this to you. When, when it says that we are a royal priesthood or we, that, that we are a kingdom of priests, what this means is this. Everyone listen to me. This is like one of the best things about the gospel. It's amazing. Is that because of what Jesus has done for you, if you put your faith in Jesus, that means by his blood that was shed for you, like in the Old Testament, they would, when they would slaughter animals and that, that blood was meant to, to be the atonement for sin. Jesus was the Lamb of God that gave his life. Because of his blood, it means that you are clean, you are pure. You guys with me so far? And so that means, so if you are a believer in Jesus, that means that you are forgiven, that you are clean, you are pure. So what that means is, guess what? If, if, if like this stage represents the presence of God, In the Old Testament, you couldn't come up here because you were not holy. You were not forgiven. No matter how many animals were sacrificed up, there's
1: still a sinful root. But if you're a believer in Jesus, you know what you get to do? You get to walk into the presence of God. And you get to come straight to God, your Father. Say, Father... Would you help me with Oh, you, you can say, Father. I wasn't telling you to. I'm saying you can say, like, like, when you're praying, like, to God, Father, like, here I am. Like,
0: I thank you that you hear me. Shh, everyone listen. Everyone listen, like, like, this is one of the most, like, the greatest miracles about the gospel is that you get to come into the very presence of God and, like, he hears you. And just like priests in the Old Testament, they would go and offer up sacrifices to God. You know what, what our calling is as believers is for our lives to be a sacrifice of worship. Everyone say worship. I'm not talking about just singing some songs, I'm talking about everything in your life, the way that you do homework, the way that, the way that you treat your parents, your siblings, your friends, the, the way you live your life in integrity, the way that, the way, the, the way you treat the opposite gender, the way, the way that you find your identity, like all of those things get to become worship when you do it for God, why? Because you are a kingdom of priests. You get to live your lives as worship to God. Everyone say worship. So what does it mean to build our lives on Jesus? It means that we make Jesus our highest priority. It means that we find our identity
1: in being children of God. It means that we live our lives as worship to God. Cassidy, you can go ahead and come on up for a worship response. See, when I look at, I look at this passage, what I see is,
0: It says that the people stumble because they disobey the word.
1: When it says that Christ is either the cornerstone or the stumbling block. It means that that if you choose to
0: build your life on Jesus, he is a firm foundation that you can build your life upon that that will
1: not lead you astray. But for some of you in this room, disobedience has, has had a hold on you.
0: You see, it's not our obedience to God that allows us to be able to, it's like, to get to heaven. It's not how good of a person you are, but
1: you know what Jesus does say in the Book of John is He says, "If you love me, you'll keep my commands." Heaven, look at me. Heaven, look at me. Jesus says, "If you love me, you will keep my
0: commands." and we know that Jesus is, is rich in mercy and when we we talked about this last week when you, when we're struggling through sin he's with us and when we come to him in humility and say god i need your help he's faithful to meet us there but but for some of you in this room you've been really content trying to worship with your hands tied and trying to live like a christian and yeah, I, I believe in Jesus, but the reality is, is that disobedience is out of hold on you. And no matter how hard you you try and and you think that, like, yeah, building my life on Jesus is, is the right thing to do, if you are living in disobedience, it means that you are forgetting, refusing the work of Jesus Christ, which, which offers you a life of freedom. It offers you a way to to live free from sin and bondage and from being a sin, from caring too much what people think about you and finding your identity and how good you are at something. Those things prohibit us from truly being able to build our lives on Jesus. And my simple question to you tonight, friends, is this. Are you building your life on Jesus or on something or someone else? Are you building your life upon Jesus as the cornerstone? Are you looking to build your life on something or someone else? I love this this quote I found as I was preparing for this message. try Try to stay with me as I read this. It says, Christ is laid across the path of humanity on its course into the future. In the encounter with him, each person is changed. One for salvation, another for destruction. One cannot simply step over Jesus to go on about the daily routine and and pass him by to build a future. Whoever encounters him is inescapably changed through the encounter. Either one sees and becomes a living stone, meaning they build their life on the cornerstone of Jesus, Or one stumbles as a blind person over Christ and comes to ruin, falling short of one's creator and redeemer and thereby of one's destiny. What I love in this quote, it says, one cannot simply step over Jesus to go on about the daily routine and pass him by to build a future. Friends, when Jesus is simply just in addition to our lives, we will continue to be slaves to sin, slaves to fear, slaves to caring too much of what people think about us. It will be bondage to us. I, I, I said this phrase a few years ago and it's, and it's been an anchor in my life and it's this. Everyone pay attention, pay attention. We're wrapping up here in a few minutes. I said this one day and it challenged me, and it's a simple phrase: if Jesus is not your everything, he will quickly become nothing to you. Everyone look at me. Everyone look at me. If Jesus is not your everything and he will quickly become nothing to you. Not because he distances himself from you, not because he doesn't want relationship with you, but when when Jesus is not our everything, we quickly run to other things, other people, to try to, to fulfill our needs. And friends, the reality is that nothing and no one else can like, I've seen, like, friend after friend after friend that I grew up with who, who like, I sat in these very chairs with. Sitting in youth group. Worshipping God next to them. And going through the years, one by one, they started walking away from Jesus. Why? Because they, they liked church and they liked the Christian thing. and They thought it was cool. But popularity was more important to them than Jesus. And, and and being being a beast at their sport or being the most talented singer, musician, actor, actress. Being a popular person everyone knew led them to walking in disobedience and, and to being complacent with allowing sin to, to rule who they become. And friends, my invitation to you tonight is simply this, is to prioritize Jesus above everything. Why? Because he's worthy. Why? Because he is the only one that is faithful and worth living. So this is what we're gonna do. I want you guys to stand up and come up front and get on your knees right here. Don't talk right now. Shh. We're, we're not done yet. What I want you to do is just, in this posture of of worship. I want us to to come before Jesus and first of all, I want you to to ask the Holy Spirit for his help. Ask the Holy Spirit to search you, to know you. What is what does that mean? It means asking the Holy Spirit, hey L- Lord, where where have I been trying to build my life that isn't you? Would you would you show me where I'm, where I'm going to for approval or attention or for affirmation or to find my identity, to build my life upon besides you? And if you truly, if you truly desire to build your life upon Jesus, I want you to sing these, these songs out in faith and conviction, prioritizing Jesus.
1: Choosing him to be the one that you build your entire life. Let's worship together.